In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today, my beloved, is the Saturday of the fourth week of the Holy Pentecost, and the theme for this week is Christ being the light of uh, the world. And um, in this gospel, it comes from John chapter uh, 7. I want to read it again, because maybe when we were listening to it, we didn't understand what's going on. I'll explain it really quick, and, and I will learn two things quickly from it. He was saying, now about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. The middle of the feast here was the Feast of the Tabernacles. And this was one of the three major feasts in the Jewish calendar. The, pe- the first one is the Passover, which they celebrated around when we celebrate uh, the resurrection. Then the Pentecost, which is around the time where we celebrate the Pentecost. And then the Feast of the Passover was actually celebrated in September, October, about six months later. And these are the three feasts where they usually have a pilgrimage to um, Jerusalem in which they would stay. So during the Feast of the Tabernacles they'd fast, they'd stay in Jerusalem for seven days or the feast would be seven days and they would live in these like little small little huts for seven days and this kind of uh, reminded them or they kind of relived again their time in the wilderness. So mind you now they're celebrating their time in the wilderness under Moses and then Christ is coming and to speak to them about this example. So he makes the connection very real for them, as the, even the prophecy said that the Messiah or the coming one will be one who is like Moses. So the stage is set, and if this is John chapter 7, in the last chapter, in John chapter 6, he spoke about how Christ fed them in the wilderness, the story about how Christ fed them in the wilderness uh, uh, with the five loaves and two fish was in John chapter 6. So now the stage is set as him being that second Moses who will come and save them. And he says, And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know letters, having never studied? Meaning, how has he learned if he's never been studied, or if he never studied under a rabbi? You know, the their tradition would be passed down from generation to generation by rabbis. Like at the time of St. Paul, the rabbi was Gamaliel, right? And he was one of the great rabbis in, the, in Jewish history. Um, so they're asking, how is it that he's, you know, knows these things? So the, the message here, the point here is that Christ was neither taught by the rabbis, nor did he make it up himself or invent something himself. That's why his response shows what? He says, if, um, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent to me, meaning of the Father. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. So he says you should be able to discern whether the doctrine that I speak is the true doctrine from God or is it something of my own that I kind of made up. And it should it would be obvious. And he says, he who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. So again, somebody who's making something up would speak so he, he gets the glory, he gets the praise from the people. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true and no unrighteousness is in him. So he's saying here that the true teaching is the one that doesn't seek its own glory, but the one that seeks the glory of the other. And you, uh, and you see actually in this passage, Christ is attributing the, um, the doctrine to the Father, although he and the Father are one. And he is the Logos of God, the Word of God, right? But yet he's attributing it to the Father. So as he's teaching them, he's living the same thing, where he gives glory to the other. And he says, Did not Moses give you the law, yet none of you keeps the law? Why do you seek to kill me? So he's giving them now, 
showing them how Moses, whom now they're celebrating during this feast of their tabernacles, told them, do not kill, especially unjustly, without just cause. And now he's telling them, you want to kill me. So you call yourselves the children of Moses, but yet you want to, you know, kill me. And he says, the people answered and said, you have a demon who is seeking to kill you. So he says, now it's not us who want to kill you, but the demon who wants to kill you. Right? So they just attribute everything to the demon, although it's them. The demon's not, they're not going to kill anyone, but he you know, wants to incite men to kill one another. Jesus answered and said to them, I did one work and you marvel. The one work here is referring to is feeding the five loaves, or uh, feeding them in the, in, in the wilderness. He says, I do one work and you all marveled. You wanted to make me a king. And then he says, Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not that it was from Moses, but from the fathers. So circumcision actually started during the time of Abraham, uh, and Moses just put it in the law and told them they need to circumcise their children on the eighth day. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. So their issue with him is that he did a miracle, something that was good on the Sabbath, but yet they also do something good on the Sabbath, which is circumcise their children. They don't forbid what is good. This is why he was telling them the doctrine you hold you will know, whether it's from God or from man. God is okay with doing good things on the Sabbath, good things on the day of the Lord. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you angry with me because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. So those who are enlightened with the light of Christ, they are able to discern with righteous judgment. They're able to see things clearly through the eyes of the commandments of God. Those who don't know the commandments of God don't have the heavenly wisdom and can't judge the heavenly things. This is exactly what St. Paul was speaking about in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 2. He says, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. So there are spiritual things and there are carnal things. And they don't understand, uh, the carnal don't understand the spiritual things. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him. So the person who doesn't know God, when he sees the commandments of God, they seem to be foolish to him, because he's not enlightened by the light of Christ. And then he says, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. He who is spiritual judges all things, both the carnal things, the things of the world, and also the spiritual things, because they understand the spiritual as well. But the carnal person can't judge the spiritual things because they don't understand it. This is why sometimes people look at Christianity as being something that is foolish. But it's not something that is foolish but we as Christians, when we're filled with the enlightened, or we're enlightened by the light of Christ and the Holy Spirit, we can judge both the spiritual things and the carnal things as well. And he says, For he who knows the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. If we paid attention in the psalm, the beginning of the psalm today, it comes from Psalm 15. He says, In whose eyes a vile person in despise but he honors those who fear the Lord. This psalm is, begins by asking questions, who are those who dwell in heaven? Who are those enlightened by Christ? And he says those who are enlightened by Christ, they look at evil and they despise it. But those who fear the Lord, these are the ones who live in heaven. And how is it that we fear the Lord? How is it that we show him reverence? Is by honoring his things. When we come to church, 
We're sitting quietly. We're not speaking to one another doing the services. We're paying attention, right? The commandments that He gives us, we take with utmost respect and honor. We respect the Holy Spirit that is in each and one of our brethren. We don't speak harshly to them, nor send messages to them or about them on social media that's harsh or that's bad, right? All of these things show that we fear God. We fear God that is present in every person, and we fear Him in all of His things. May God grant us to be enlightened by the light of Christ, to fear Him and to understand the spiritual things. To Him be the glory forever and ever. Amen.